Hello and welcome to the Chimwag Podcast. I'm your host today, Sam, and I'm joined with Rogan. Hi Sam, how you doing mate? Yeah, not too bad mate, thank you, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. You're Who good, else is on good, the show, good, Sam? Good. Oh, it's only our boy Solo. How Hello. are you, Solo? Oh, hi Solo. Good evening all. <laughs> Fancy a Chimwag, mate? Always. And today, these two are going to be debating the top five spacecraft in sci-fi history. I thought I'd stay out of this sci-fi debate because I'm not a big fan of what I can't understand. And and that is that is just sci-fi in a nutshell with me. I like simplistic <laughs> Star Wars sci-fi. <laughs> yeah. Well, that one's yeah. for kids. Man. Just throw me a couple Ewoks. I'm interested. But <laughs> anything else? Nah, not, not, not a fan of these long words. But yeah. Anyway, so I guess start us off then, Solo. Yeah, I would take us away. Um, It's a convenient starting point because we've both picked the same film but different ships from the same film. So I've gone for the Xenomorph. Well, yeah, the Xenomorph ship because it doesn't have a real name from Alien and Rogan's gone for the Nostromo. And sorry, what? Before before we get into the ship, just for anyone who hasn't seen Alien or heard of Alien, just brief, brief description of Alien, I guess. Oh well, it's a In sci-fi. A it's a sci-fi and horror classic. Uh, some would argue the best of its franchise. Others would argue second best, but that's not what we're here for today. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, so I'm. Um, uh, but, yes. um, I, yeah. I argue for it being the best. Uh, well, yeah, that was the uh, well, second best. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. All right. Right, get into I, I think so the right. first one is a perfect blend of horror and sci-fi and suspense and, and the environment, such as the Nostromo ship, yeah. which, which, is, which is kind of incredible and not quite as good as the unnamed ship that I'm rather calling the horseshoe ship. <laughs> Right, I okay, guess. well, let me, t- let me tell you it. the measures of the horseshoe ship then, Rogan. <laughs> okay. And that is that it's, it's one of the most iconic sci-fi ships because it features in four films within its franchise rather than one. Uh, and the, it's a H.R. Giga classic. Like, all of the artwork and the design for those movies was essentially his designs the xenomorph was his the xenomorph spacecraft was his lv426 was his the nostromo wasn't something doesn't fit within that film and and the derelict is i mean sorry wait let me rephrase that the derelict fits with the themes of the film it's dark it's evil looking it's the it's literally a monster in in the night in its own way in the fact that they just discover it by pure chance, and it's and it's got the duration. It's a timeless, timeless ship. All right, over to you, Bicep. Okay, you know, I've, I I think mine should have five seconds discounted from his his argument later for that little dig. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I tried not to go off on it. It was. It was difficult because I realised I had sidetracked and I had to stop myself. You know, I'm not. I'm not going to dock five seconds, but I'll let you. Throw, <laughs> I'll, throw, I'll, let, I'll let you throw in a cheeky little dig as yeah. well, Rogan, if you want to slip something in on the slide. Okay. Um, 
the one below the belt. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Nostromo, um, the, the reason um, I think it's a, an iconic ship is not necessarily um, in its design. Um, it, it creates um, a, a world that is futuristic and sci-fi, but also lived in and old. Um, it's aged. In sci-fi, a lot, almost too much, and especially with CGI, looks very clean. Um, even though, like, this is advanced technology that would still be, you know, very old. Uh, and I, I love uh, the technology of the Nostromo, how it's sort of clunky. Um, it's, it's, it's believable for um, the the world that it's set in. And um, so, if I get my dig uh, early, it's that um, the horseshoe ship. Um, <laughs> it, it's in four films rather unnecessarily with diminishing returns the Nostromo is preserved in an almost perfect film okay okay alright well I'm go- should I just lead off into my minute yeah yeah man cool pick um, apart this ship Tell me when. Tell me when's good to go. Ooh, you are good to go. No. Okay. So the Nostromo. It's quite literally a piece of broken helicopter models that they put together. No attention was put into its design. Ridley Scott was barely in the room through the design process, and Chris Foss himself speaks out on that. So I've got the backup from the OG. Uh. It's, yeah, and again, the lack of the lack of design shows when you stack it with something like the Derelict, which is a part of the very palette of that film and that franchise, and that's why it appears throughout. Whereas the Nostromo was literally throwaway in in so far as it exploded, they were done and dusted with it, and the Salako came in, and the Salako is much more of a classic than the Nostromo is if you want to go with the human design, from an aesthetic point of view within the Alien franchise. Okay. All right, that's me. Is anybody so, time in a minute? Yeah, I am. Yeah, you, I, you had five seconds left. Oh, it's and you're done. Yeah, yeah. I noticed it was roughly around fifteen past yeah. the live, so I was ti- I was kind of timing myself with it. Yeah, yeah. I've I've got a little side clock up, so I can. Okay, think. cool. Right. Yeah. No. Good argument. Good argument. Curious to see what what Rowan's up back. What the viewers may or may not be able to see is we've got both images up. And I don't know if Solo's mm. chosen this image on purpose, but the Nostroma is looking very <laughs> Lego-y. We, could, we couldn't get a clear... There's no clear image of it, annoyingly. Okay. Well, I, I guess another point against it. <laughs> Fair. That would right. be pointed out, Sam. <laughs> are, you, are you ready to argue back, Rogan? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Right. I can't wait. Your minute I... is starting in now. Can I tell you something about the Nostromo? Did you know that in order to put that together, they had to use broken helicopter modules? Like, it was crazy to the point that, like, they, they had to bin it afterwards. Um, 
and it became a signature, a, an iconic piece of film history. Um, with the horseshoe ship, like it doesn't even have a name. Nostromo means something to people. Um, you know, you can still buy T-shirts with it on. That, that that's still pretty popular, and I imagine you'd be able to buy it very easily. Um, the horseshoe ship has been in uh, like four or five films, and each time you see it, it gets progressively worse, which diminishes the ho the beauty of the ship. I do love the design, but the Nostromo is iconic um, and timeless. Give it so. Yeah. I can't believe you opened with a lie. <laughs> what do you mean? Ooh. You just, just said a, it. about the helicopter. Yeah, but you made it seem like that was an artistic choice rather than a fuck. We need to make something choice. I, I, I didn't. I didn't say. It. I just. I just spun it in a in a different light and made it an interesting fact about the film. Okay. Yeah, okay. I guess. I guess that I does. Don't, I, it doesn't have to be a diss. It doesn't. It doesn't. Truth. Okay. <laughs> right. The point, the points I'm taking from this, is that yeah, Solo's ship is. I, I don't know. I wouldn't even say it's necessarily uglier than the other one, <laughs> because the other one's not nice to look at either. Um, Can I... Oh no, Solo's is beautiful, man. I mean, yeah, I'm taking a... the mick out of the horseshoe ship. It's but... a menacing ship, man. <laughs> I don't like, know, man. It, it... inspired. It even inspired the droid ships in. Star Wars, or the prequel saga. Like, imagine just without the little sphere in the middle, and look at that. True. It's, it's inspired, I do inspired see future generations. I do see that. Okay. What did the Nostromo inspire? <laughs> Don't count that. <laughs> Alright, yes. Yeah, sorry, right. I didn't mean to interrupt you like that. So. Due to a... No, I'm thinking. Due to a lack of knowledge on the films... I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Nostromo just because, oh, just because it seems it seems clear to me Rogan made a point of how across the films the the, the nameless ship doesn't seem to I don't know it gets worse as you say and I, also, I disagree with that if it's in but... multiple films why why does it not have a name man like why what well, okay cut. Like, I know you've made your decision, but I just want to say that is part of the is part of the alien mystery, really. Like nothing about their society was named. Okay. Like it's just it's just the mystery of the like how did I mean essentially how did Wayland Yutani even know that that was where that ship was? Like it is it is the ultimate mystery of the franchise. Uh, well, probably should have said that earlier. You should have <laughs> done, mate. <laughs> In. And yeah, sorry, my 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 decision is made. Uh, I'm giving yeah, number no, five no, to the Nostromo, but uh, well argued. And to be fair, yeah, I think if you'd have if you'd have mentioned that, you never know, it might have been more more equal. But Rogan, are you going to take this off of number four? Yeah. So um, number four is more is born out of a love of the show Firefly, which sadly only saw one season me um and they followed it up with a film called serenity which is what the ship's called so on the right you will see um the, the beautiful bucket of junk that is uh, firefly serenity 
and left is uh, the Milano, um, the very pretty um, ship from Beautiful. Guardians of the Galaxy. I think you mean. It is pretty. It is pretty. Yeah. It's, it's pretty. Um, so, th- the reason I chose Serenity um, is because, like, it, it's, it's, it's a rickety ship by uh led by they're not really outlaws they're sort of bounty hunters uh, they'll take any job that goes um it's it, if you've not seen firefly it's like a western um so it's it's very much like um underground um stuff like criminal activity that they get involved in um so i i love the fact that it's a practical based like um smuggling ship uh within this world there's also people on board, such as an onboard companion, which, uh, if you've not seen the film, that's basically like a space prostitute, um, <laughs> <laughs> which, which, which is just kind of crazy, like mad classy. Yeah, there's like there's laws and stuff. Uh, the world that it's in is a really cool world, and like it only adds to this ship because it's like believable. It's basically like a Ford Transit, uh, a Ford Transit van <laughs> of, of of space travel. But like that would exist, um, and it's reliable, and like like all good vehicles in films should be, whether it's in sci-fi or like in spy movies, um, it, it should be uh, reliable and characteristic, and almost be a character within the film itself, which this um, ship definitely is. <coughs> I like that. Very well like spoken. That. Yeah, it is very. I don't know what like, like DIY. It's killing me. Yeah, it's got a very grunge look to it, which I do love. It does. It it, it just yeah. oh, it, it looks like I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Nah, we'll cut that. We'll cut mm. that. It, it, it's <laughs> like the Ford Transit van of space. Yeah. Okay. Transit van's got charm. I'd say it's more like a Kia. Because Kias are just really weird shapes, <laughs> aren't they? It kind of looks like something about to do a nosedive. If if you yeah. see the front of it, I, I don't know. I don't yeah. know if you might have seen this as well. No, no, I. I... Oh yeah, for, it's for like for audio smell. listeners actually that that can't see these images because they're just listening um, online. True. It oh, looks through, like through, it looks like a Spotify. trunk, basically, like an elephant's trunk. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I would definitely recommend looking up this. Serenity. On, on which note, the Milana, it looks like a goddamn falcon and it's beautiful. Like, look, I mean, the way that it even moves as it travels through space is avian. Uh, which is just a fascinating and beautiful addition to its design. But the color palette it comes in with is originally the blue and the orange, and then when it went to the orange and silver towards the latter half of the franchise or the MCU appearances of it rather even better and you want to talk about lived in spaces like all the shots inside of the Milano are beautiful the lighting in there is incredible and plus you've got the, you've got the tape deck in there and well eventually they'll get the Zune hooked up to that soundtrack in there is going to be brilliant I mean it, and for smugglers as well like that's what they are. Those those ships were originally used by the Ravagers, who are just integral. Well, not in, 
yeah, intergalactic smugglers. It's essentially it's the Serenity, but beautiful. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I will agree. I'm I'm a big fan of the the color scheme. I'm not gonna yeah. lie, that is that is a sexy ship. Um, Trust me. But yeah, I'd, I'm 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 enjoying the 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 charm of Rogans though as well. I'm mm. enjoying the charm of Rogans. Um, it is really going to come down to 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 you this minute, I guess. Okay. So yeah. Well, are you ready? Yeah. I am. Are you ready to to take on the Guardians, Rogan? Mm-hmm. Your time. No, well, not really. No, but yeah. <laughs> Your time starts now. Okay, so I'm not going to win this argument on bells and whistles and arguing on which penis is bigger, quite frankly. <laughs> um, the Milano is a much more capable ship. But my argument is the character of Serenity. Um, the ship is a character within the series, and it's not through lack of cast either. Uh, the ensemble is is probably equal on both sides, really, as mm. as per the main cast. Um, but the uh, serenity feels alive; it feels part of the cast. Whereas Milano, um, although it's it's beautiful and it, and it's got the colours that James Gunn gives us, um, it's visually pleasing. It 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 isn't a character. It's 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 just quite simply a vehicle. Uh, so yeah, I think. Serenity could be amongst the cast list, whereas Milano isn't. And you're out of time. Perfect. Dang. Good yeah, point. I do. I do agree that ensembles are definitely equal for both of these ships. Yeah, it's quite. Yeah. When I was thinking about it and like adding them up, I thought, oh, it's it's actually quite a fitting argument these two because mm-hmm. you know they are kind of smugglers and yeah, it's just it's it's a very similar crew. Well, I mean, I guess the characters are different, but they're yeah. in the same line of work. Yeah. Well, one is like psychedelic sci-fi, and the other one is a space western. But yeah. it's like the same vehicle, just made for different, yeah. different sci-fi's. Well, yeah. take down the cowboys, solo. Cool. Yeehaw! All right. Well, first of all, it's it's useless to fly. Like I know they. The maneuverability on that thing is a piece of junk compared to the Milano. Like when they escape the Sovereign fleet, when they use it to fight off Ronan's invasion of the Nova home planet, it it couldn't do any of that. It's a it's a hunk of junk, and it's not even and it's 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 grunge, which we love. But if it was grunge and could do something, I'd adore it. Whereas the Milano is sleek as fuck. And it can do stuff. It's 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 out there guarding galaxies, and they're out there shifting blocks from A to B. And that, yeah, I, and it it gets taken apart so easily. Like the security on that's whack as well, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> I think is, is that, that is that me at a minute? No, I think. It, it, literally yeah. just now, yeah. Right. Um. Yeah, same ensemble, but I, I don't get how with with the argument that Solo just put across. Like I haven't seen Serenity, but be honest, Rogan, is it is it as bad of I don't know? Is it a piece of junk? 
Is it taking it's on not, Ronan's army? It's not it's, winning any dog fights, man. It's the space equivalent of a donkey. Well, you see, <laughs> the donkey's got heart. The yeah, donkey's got see, passion. Uh, but are we talking uh, about... The donkey is a character. But the hawk, we which talking... the Milano embodies, is a predator. Are we talking about seaside yeah, donkeys? Yeah, zero character. Or like Donkey from Shrek, because that is... That, <laughs> I don't know, mate. You can't just throw a donkey out there. Because like, if you're talking Donkey from Shrek, he's probably going to win. But... <laughs> if you're just uh... on about a donkey as in like... Nah. It it pulls a, it pulls a cart. Like, I'm I I'm I I don't know if we're still sort of debating, but like, like <laughs> I said, I I'm not gonna win this argument on which is the fastest can can do it in battle. But mm. Firefly is a different kind of show. This this fire fights in it surely, but it it's not, you know. What Guardians is mm. okay. this but ship okay. is is made for that. It's it's just a character within the show. It's made to break down. So there are crises. It's the Milano is multi-use, man. Well, it's it's it's. But you, like, I don't want to drag on time going back and no. forth with this. No, no, so. of course. But I'll, I'll let you yeah. make. What, you can make one last point. So though. Oh, I was just gonna point. say that they do those jobs on the Milano. It's just they do other jobs. Mm. Uh, that was my point. Okay, well, I, I kind of knew what I was going to decide anyway for this. I think, personally, which one would I rather be in in, in a world of space dogfights and whatnot? And it is the Milano. Um, I am a lot more familiar with the Milano, having seen the Guardians film, and it is a pretty, pretty sweet ship, I'm not going to lie. Um, I don't know, just, just out of curiosity, can Serenity... Can it go like light speed in that? Is that something that's explored in that film, or I? I do, don't do remember they... them having like a light speed. It does interplanetary in travel, so yeah. it goes fast. But yeah, I don't think they rank it by light speed or hyper speed oh, okay. or warp mm. speed. Or I don't. I I just think it's like it has put the an foot engine. down. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. It's, I know uh... it's the transit, like the transit. Yeah, part. yeah. Um, it was it Rocket and it's Rocket and Starlord, isn't it? That just fly. Yeah. That use it. Yeah, yeah when they yeah. fight over for the controls and shit. Yeah, 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 man. Uh, Milano, it's got fourth place, number Bang. four. Rightly so. deserved. Yeah, I agree. It was. It yeah. was almost in, in my Lo- list. A lovable ship. It wasn't though. in. A lovable ship. Mhm. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I still, I still love Serenity. Mm. I think, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those, it depends on how you rank it. If it's the the, the ship yeah. you want to be in, well, yeah, I want to be in the Milano. Yeah. But if it's but for sure. the ship that has the biggest impact in it, in its film, then it's Serenity because it's one of the main cast. Mm. It might have been different if I'd seen Serenity, however. Well, Firefly more. Firefly, yeah, that's the one. Um. So, yeah, cool. that's number four, so... Number three. Right. Well, number three, it it's not as evenly stacked as our four, as our four and five have been. Like those are comparable ships, like the Milano and Serenity, similar crews, similar type ship. I mean, and the Nostromo and the Derelict are literally the same franchise, so that's a lot. That makes them easily comparable. Whereas for this one, we're dealing with essentially a city 
that travels through space and a single man fighter that well i mean they just aren't they just can't compare in categories other than just a spacecraft and so it's the mothership from close encounters of the third kind and darth vader's advanced tie fighter from a new hope and i think it appears in the hangar in return of the jedi if i'm not mistaken so, yeah. um, i think so mm. and i am arguing mm. on behalf of the mothership because she is beautiful for one thing but also the argument of, like just to reach back to what we were talking about serenity before talk about a character in the movie the mothership was the voice of the alien society that made contact with earth like it and it the way it teaches humans how to communicate with them is very unique and based off of a very practical scientific theory which in sci-fi very important everyone everyone loves a factual analysis and it's it's brilliantly used in the movie because of how it it appears for the end but the screen time it soaks up in that like i mean well i think it's i think it's in it for 15 minutes but it's like the last 15 to 20 is when you get to see it and it's just alluded to throughout the whole film like you'll see storm clouds move over just the size of entire towns and they just pass in an instant and it's just that the mothership is moving across Earth, surveying it, preparing to make contact with a select few humans, such as um, Walter Dreyfus in a, of Steven Spielberg's many films. And yeah, I mean, it's just... it's And again, it's another one for me that has inspired a lot of design, the same way that the derelict inspires the droid command ships in Star Wars quite tangibly this mothership inspires something that at least I very much love, which is the, it's called High Charity from the Halo video games, which was essentially the mothership, but twice the size. And that's, that's my love for it. <laughs> yeah, man, put, put across well, I haven't seen the film. Uh, from the no. image, though, it, it looked glorious. I'll, I'll give it that. Yeah. I'll give it that. It is definitely, I think, the biggest of ships we have on our list. I, th- I think so. It it might be tied with another one further up. Okay. Okay. Mm. Right. Right. Well, let's get into one that I do know. Mm. Rogan. Okay. So, um, within the Star Wars: A New Hope, especially. Vader represents um, an unstoppable force, I think. So, um, he's represented in space with his his TIE fighter. It's the TIE Advanced X-1. The reason I chose this ship is because um, when you're... And and watching Star Wars through the eyes of my, my child self, really... Uh, when you're Luke Skywalker, uh, and like 
in front of you you've got your target and behind you is 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 vader who has survived everything and is clearly using the force it's fucking menacing and out of all the star wars ships uh, you had a, I had a, the option to pick them all, and there, there were plenty to choose from, and there are some that I really do love. Um, I feel like Vader is so accurately represented in this fucking souped-up little TIE fighter, because it, it, it's no ordinary TIE fighter, it's, it's, it's a little souped-up one. Yeah. Um, as that <coughs> unstoppable force, like... You can't turn back when when Vader's behind you. You you have one choice. It's to go forward. Like he, th- there's there's no second chances. Um, it looks fucking cool. Plus, um, Anakin Skywalker is amongst um, you know his, his Jedi accolades. He's a great pilot. Mm. Uh, like um, greatest many I've seen. <coughs> yeah. Um, although you know. Han Solo's uh, a shout, uh, and Ray, because obviously Ray <laughs> seems to be an expert pilot. She's good at everything for, for no I reason. Did, I didn't see Han Solo tazzing around on what are they? What are the things they made back on? Hey, do you, do you know he did the castle run in twelve parsecs, Sam? That I did not. Right. Well, now you're well, breaking stuff. Well, I don't, I didn't see him. What what are they called? The on ta- is it Tatooine's uh, Anakin's yeah. planet, right? The the little yeah, street yeah. street races they have. Oh yeah, the pod race. The pod race. I didn't, I didn't see Han Solo in one of them. I see I see a young Anakin though. Yeah, yeah. So the ship that he um, goes into at the height of his powers, which is essentially where we see him in Episode Four, um, is. It, 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 yeah, it's got a special sort of place in my heart where uh, to see him in the rearview mirror um, during the, the that that run on the Death Star um, o- o- always gets my heart running. Yeah, what I guess what's interesting is you kind of see a, a development of ships through the films from the first one in that little scrap piece to the I don't know what the ship is in the second one that he's cruising about in. It's like a it's like a sports car ship, isn't it? When he's <laughs> flying around that planet, it just seems. Seems like quite a luxury, flashy ship, whatever, to eventually a death machine and a, <laughs> a, a huge death machine within the Death Star. Um, um, yeah, it's it's an, it's an impressive little ship in comparison to the big ship it's up against. So that's why I'm, I'm yeah, curious. A, I'm curious to see the, how you're gonna pick each other apart. I think I think they're two very different. The the close encounters the, the line third and time. The yeah, it just seems like a whole planet in comparison to uh, a small meteor of the TIE fighter. But no, I guess you're going to have to yeah. reduce it to that size with your argument, Rogan. Does size really matter, Sam? <laughs> really? That's the <laughs> it, question. It is how yeah, you, it is how you use it, but I feel yeah. like the mothership is still capable of a, a lot more functions than... So we won't get into the size yeah. argument. Good point. Good point. Yeah, don't, it's it's not. I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm not going to dig against Vader's fighter for its size. Go then. What are you going to dig about pilot. it? What? I said no. It's pilot. <laughs> no, no. I mean, you know, props to the pilot. Pilot's one of my favourite characters. So what All are right. you going to criticise it about, Solo? Because okay. your well, minutes start well. in 
in now. Okay. First, first thing, just because we mentioned it earlier about a co- there was a brief contest of pilots. Let's not forget who, in the one scene that this ship appears, shoots it out of the sky, and that's Han Solo on the Millennium Falcon. Thank you very much. And yeah, that's. I mean, that's the first point against it. The one time we see it in action, it gets taken out by the end of it. And he does, he does get a few X wings on the trench run, but he ambushes them all. So it's it's a sneak craft rather than the statement that the mothership brings. Um, yeah, utilization, it's very limited. It's only good for a dogfight. Uh, so its diversification is very low. And the design, it's just a TIE fighter with bent wings. Like, it's very simplistic rather than the complex process of the mothership, which is very beautiful and elegant to just... Uh, in your minute, so yeah, little bean tin. Yeah, nah, I'd... Jesus, <laughs> you're gonna struggle just there, a... Rogan. I'm not gonna lie. Which <laughs> just a lot of noise, really, when it's um. Do you reckon? I, I don't know. Yeah, you kind of, you kind of scrutinise your ship a little bit, mate. It's only good for sneak attacks. You were saying it was this big, big force like Darth Vader. Darth Vader don't do sneak attacks, mate. I never said big. No, true, true. But I mean, like this, this impenetrable force. But what impenetrable force has to sneak up on its opponents? If you know what I mean. And get shot down pretty easily. And get shot down. For, well, that's what. That's, that's a good thing. I guess this is what I'm saying. You're gonna have to reduce that mothership to a daughtership, mate. If you're gonna win this. <laughs> you mean it's gonna start now? Basically, we're talking about a Death Star, aren't we? It's like a city in space, a massive ship. You, I mean, you can't drive this spaceship. You'd, you, you'd have to approach the government just, just to go from A to B. What, 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 what good is that spaceship? It's essentially a, a, a colony. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's not a sci-fi ship. You know, this, this is the most advanced Tie Fighter. That the empire, the the empire has got at this minute. It will be an awesome spaceship. It is a sneak ship because it's silent, mate. It's deadly. Okay, it it gets shot out in the first scene. All right, job's thrown. I'll 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 take that one on the chin. But for the experience of be of Luke being chased, there's still no ship I'd rather have because it's silent, menacing, deadly, and unstoppable. You minute, sir. Cool. Right. I want, Good. The, the mothership Good. is the government. They go where they want. <laughs> Good points put across by both. I didn't think I'd choose this ship at the start, but I'm, I'm going to go with the mothership. I, f- I feel like yes. on the argument side, um, I don't know, I feel like Solo got in the, the better digs, and I don't know. Well, I thought I thought size wasn't going to come into the equation. The, I, I noticed the main one of the main arguments was that the mothership was too big. So I was I wasn't, I wasn't trying to argue for size. No, no, like, no. I mean, I mean from Rogan, but uh, it, oh, it's right, fir- right. Fir- the first point was that the mothership's like it's too big. Uh, you have to get like and contact the government, which is which is a good point. It is. It's not. 
usable. With, it's it's not to, ideal, I guess. But to be fair to the mothership, they they do. That is the first. That is the plot of the movie that they do contact the government to let them know they're in the area. <laughs> ah, uh, well, they couldn't see it. No. <laughs> So, but nah, I'm, I'm I'm giving it to the mothership. I have got a lot of love for Vader's Tie Fighter, but the good points. It's it does get shot out pretty quickly. Um, it is arguably the best Tie Fighter. Um, should have been used more, I guess. Should have seen more of it. Although if you if you watch Rebels, um, Sabine's Oof. Tie Fighter is pretty hard. Rebels. Yeah. Well, who wait? Who's Tie Fighter? Sabine? Uh, I, d- I don't think I've watched enough of it to get to that point. Like, I know oh. who Sabine is, but I didn't realise she had it's a It's all, like, graffitied up. Oh, cool. Sabine, you say? Yeah, w- yeah, like... She's the Mandalorian, I believe, if I remember rightly. Been a yeah. while since I watched if, it. If I'm not mistaken, I think she's even part of Clan Vizsla. Yeah, I'm looking at the ship now. That is a gorgeous ship. Yeah. I'm liking that. Well, wow, number three. The mother ship. Yeah. Ooh. A big, big pull. But, uh, well, I guess you can, it's your turn to lead us into it now, Rogan, but we're on a similar kind of scale once again aren't we yeah it's flipped although it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna, it's gonna be tough um hence why i may or may not have been preparing something that may or may not help me out through this round okay <laughs> let's do it um are we on so yeah. As you can see on the right, we have the alien vessel, which arrives in Arrival. That's my choice. And Solo has the most iconic ship ever made. <laughs> Good point. Um, so I have become um, a huge fan of the limited works of Denis Villeneuve. Big up. Um, when I saw this film, halfway through the film... I was uh, bored, um, and then something happens where somehow the film makes some kind of sense of combining a language and time. Um, that's that's just genius, and it enhances the film to almost a masterpiece. Um, and and in that appreciation that i got from watching the second half and as many times as i have watched it the 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 beauty of the film the approach it takes to i mean it's it'll be difficult to explain this to you sam because you've not seen the film but it, it it has like sort of these these aliens have like um a perception of endless time um, and have a language based upon that and technology based upon that which which isn't of our science as you can see it's just like a giant pebble um the 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 creatures in which are housed in there are, are huge and and um really creative really new really fresh there's some um really original 
ideas in this um and 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 that that's my argument mainly is is that it's just so creative and although maybe uh, it's obviously not grounded really in science um there will be so much scientific work put into how they created this 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 time and language and and uh yeah it's yeah. It's, it's an incredible speaking, film. speaking of the science that is the how are they investigate the language throughout that film is another one that's based on like a mm. grounded scientific principle of how if we were to come into contact with an alien race this is one of the ways that would be a pro- that communication would be approached similarly in how the mothership did uh-huh. but mm. all right just a question about the the mobility of the ship does it fly like slave one like is it is it tall or does that straighten up and is it, it long? Like th- in the image we're looking at, other people won't be able to see it at the moment. But it it stood tall and not 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 very wide. Does it fly like that? It's like the way like it stood? that as it in is theory, there. It it's, can fly. It's, it's floating about thirty feet off the ground, and like it'll open at one at one point a day, and they can enter it. Okay, does it open what the whole thing cracks down the middle maybe or No, it has no, like, like a, a platform underneath. Ah, and what and uh, within is stories and stories of aliens. No, uh No, there's these two dudes. Two two big tentacle kind of aliens. Hand looking people. Yeah, you never oh. really get a full view of them, I don't think. Mm. Nice, nice. Right, no, that's interesting. So this ship could realistically devastate planets once it lands. It just needs to be yeah, well, up. if it it's... wanted to, I guess. Yeah. Right. I'm, but I this mean... this film, Arrival, isn't um, a planet destroying film. Yeah. It's not an apocalypse when it arrives. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's. Yeah, it's 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 about the pursuit of knowledge, really. Mm. Annoyingly, but the best comparison. Yeah, annoyingly, the best comparison for it is Close Encounters, but... So the aliens are either. trying to gain information? No, they're just, they're just here um, to say, hey. Yeah, okay. like, the aliens have, like, they're not limited by time. Okay. So, like, they, they, they know what's to come and what's been, uh, but they're in the now, and they, they, they have a deeper understanding of presence uh, than we ever could. Um, it's a it, it's a a very original and imaginative uh, sort of entirely new species and technology and okay it's it's really good okay right wow let's go on to the star destroyer the yeah. most famous Ooh. ship I the wish Millennium it was the star destroyer I think you mean I'd have a chance though uh, I think you mean one modified YT freighter. Call sign the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> That's uh, the one. one of the most spectacular, beautiful, and iconic ships in sci-fi history, which says a lot towards what I've put to number one. But for this one in particular, it's, it is the face of its franchise. I think if the only other spacecraft comparable to it in how iconic it is within its world is the Death Star. 
and it's definitely bigger it's definitely better than the death star it's the fucking millennium falcon like it is the one ship that it's it's the face of the rebel alliance in particular in how it's leia's ship it's luke's ship it's han's ship and they're the they're essentially the big three leaders of the rebel alliance at that time i mean mon mothma of course is an important one so was akbar but they had their own ships <laughs> All right. uh, and of, and yeah and just like content wise what we get of it what we get to see it do the, of, the asteroid the asteroid field in empire one of the best just scenes in space in anything we get to see it shoot vader out of the sky we get the escape <laughs> from the death star where they have to fight off the tie fighters escape from bespin the ba- the battle at over endor at the death star 2 i mean how many iconic scenes are there with this ship where this ship just steals the show too many to count it is an incredible incredible piece of machinery indeed indeed mm-hmm. cool wow that's 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 my love that's my love i can't wait to hear rogan's hate I think it's going to be. A, it's, it's always a hard one to hate on such a beloved mm. ship, so I guess. Yeah. That's There's been it. a few battles like this in so, the lists we've done where we we get put against something that we love and we're told to hate. <laughs> this is the thing. That's when. That's what happens when you get to the top of the list. There's there's more room Trust. for debate down the bottom. A, f- a couple of nice like obscure films or subjects might get bought in for the bottom ones but the top tier is always going to be it's going to be a passionate one yeah definitely so now Rogan you've you've got a you've got a minute to hate on this ship go okay so we've seen the Millennium Falcon from the end of the 70s in six different films throughout decades there's Legos there's games there's jigsaw puzzles there's thousands and thousands of toys and it's a beautiful ship I love the ship but like it's 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 iconic in the sense of it's it's no longer you know original everything has been built off of it it's inspired so much arrival is one of them little tastes of just pure originality just pure just just new and freshness um that i think sets it apart fair enough fair enough so we're going again iconic versus modern in that argument um Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a valid point. Um, the the alien ship definitely looks very slick, I must say. Mm, it's a smooth, it's a smoothie. Mm, <coughs> definitely. But uh, Solo, what's what, what's not so smooth about it? Your minute starts now. Okay. First of all, it's a coffee bean from space. That's its design. <laughs> so talk about inspirations. I know there's a few around all of your kitchens. Second of all, what we get to see of the ship is extremely limited. 
we get the exterior shot and a single room and a corridor inside. And half of the room has a wall in the middle of it that we can't see past. So we don't even know what the rest of the thing is. And a lot of your initial argument was on the approach of the movie. The ship itself isn't what does this. It's the aliens. If this was top five aliens, the ones from Arrival are brilliant. But it's the ship. The ship sits there. The ship has one door and one room. And again, like you, you talked, you said that like the usage of the Falcon is bad, but it's, it's just the fact that it's still with us all this time. It is the icon to, still to this day, and the Your coffee bean up. is an attempt. Your minutes up, right? Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to uh, be, be horrible to Rogan again as a type of solo again on this one. I think. As much to be honest, I'm interested. I might actually watch this alien film. Um, oh, the film's brilliant. Which, which you've sold to me, to be fair, Rogan. Um, the ship, I think, didn't didn't really stand the chance against Millennium Falcon. How the Millennium Falcon is isn't number one. <laughs> I, I I'm baffled myself with with the arguments both have put. But I guess we'll see when we decide number one as to why it wasn't. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. As as the vote has I, been cast, um, if I had a counter-argument, it would have been that sometimes what you don't know means more than what you do. And the fact that I did mention that, you know, there's this technology that we don't know. I probably, hmm. like, um, the I, unexplained is, is, is a bit more awe-inspiring sometimes, especially in this case, anyway. But, 100%. I feel like Alien does that a lot with their, their films, with leaving just everything up to the imagination and whatnot. Yeah. And I think with with that, that that's great to an extent, but if, if, if you're going to create something so magnificent um, for an exterior shot, let, let us know everything that's going on inside of it. Yeah. You know, you get so many scenes in The Falcon... You see in different rooms. You see like character development through it. You see, you see a lot through it. It's like it's an important ship. Like it's like a HQ, I guess. Like yeah, I'm I'm not debating the decision. I think I, knew I, think I was tr- losing to the Falcon. I think the trouble is that it's the film, although it is brilliant. I think it's on the virtues of the ship alone. It's not a. It can't stack equally, if you know what I mean. Even though, yeah. like again, it's like I said with the al- when I was talking about the aliens in it, they are what it's like. It's the aliens that are the mystery. The craft they arrive on isn't isn't the mystery. Well, I guess it's again another argument as well of screen time. Like we've found a lot of our debates recently, the the Falcon probably gets more screen time than other than. Star Trek ships and whatnot due to just them being pushed out through a TV series. This is probably the ship we've seen most of. I mean, even in the newer... It's even come back for the new series of Star Wars films. You know, like... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well done to the Millennium Falcon. I am going to watch that Alien film. So, well done done on selling a sci-fi movie to me, Rogan. Um... Yeah. Um, right. I guess before top pick, uh, we should all maybe suggest say uh, an honourable mention. Uh, well, yeah. I'd say uh, mine, which started a, a rather big debate before this, uh, would definitely be the Death Star. Yeah. And if it were, if there was 
I mean, oh, I could do a top five on Star Wars vehicles alone, and I'm sure I was would still be fairly favoured solo. Um, so p picking the top one um, it was so difficult, and I did want to go Death Star, and there is an argument that it's a space station, although. My counter argument is that it's mobile, but um, is, yeah, that doesn't really be, matter. It's, it's, that was, yeah, it was a debate in itself about like just what does the word mean? Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. we googled the definition, and I, I felt like the Death Star did fall underneath the definition. Um, I, I, I I thought it was a space spaceship. However, it does serve as a station as well. I, I just think that just adds oh, to yeah, its multifunctionality. There's an yeah. argument for it, 100%. And it, and in any other parallel universe, it is probably on our Chimwagger's top five. But oh, it, it will be in the top three, I today. imagine. Mm. So, it'd have been uh, interesting to see that versus the, the Falcon. Yeah, it would have been, been, yeah. So, yeah, uh, what, what have you guys got to share? Um, I just wanted to talk about... Well, the reason it's not on this list will, be, will become apparent once we hit number one. But it is the Enterprise E, the Sovereign class that Picard uses in his films, because that was that was the movie Enterprise for the Next Generation films, and it is it is beautiful, man. And like on the Star Trek games, that was my ship that I would use to f that was the ship I would take into battle, either that one or Excelsior. But the Excelsior isn't in the movie. <laughs> yeah, so Enterprise E goes through some heavy battles and makes it through all of them. Love it. Fair enough. Did, did you have one, Fair Sam? Enough. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to shout out... Uh, I've, I've had to do a Google for the, for the name of it. Uh, Anakin Skywalker's ETA-2? Is that Interact, his class interceptor? The, the one that's got R2-D2. Oh, the, Jedi, the Jedi Starfighter. Yeah, think, chilling on the cool. side. And just, just because of R2-D2, really, I think any ship yeah. that allows for your robot, robotic companion to just chill Trust at the side me. of you is, is, is worth a shout. Mm. Mm. Definitely. He gets front that's row seats. One of the many. Mm. Definitely. But I'm, I'm just, I was always a fan of Anakin's. I like the, uh, the yellow. The yeah. color scheme, I don't know. It was it was just always easy to spot in in those mad scenes when you've got like a hundred ships flying around. It's like oh, oh yeah. yeah, the like, Coruscant yeah. battle. Tell yeah, me about it. Trust me, trust me. Right, who who's uh, who's announcing uh, the top one first? I feel like this one you should both um, you should both save the honor of mentioning it yourselves. What? So like whoever say your own ship names rather than you've been announcing each other's haven't you okay yeah it's okay the number cool. one isn't um, it? it's the number one it's your choice all right well well as as alluded to by my honorable mention which was the enterprise e picard's movie ship my first choice is the constitution class refit that is captained by james t kirk for his own movies because that is the, it was the ship that we fell in love with from the TV series. That when they when they brought it to screen, they thought, all right, let's just make everything about it plus five on the cool scale. The interior is so much cleaner because, well, they had a budget. <laughs> 
So it's it's beautiful inside. The outside, the new engines are spectacular. The way that they glow as it's traveling through space. Like that was even the design that became the inspiration for the the Enterprise for J.J. Abrams' Kelvin timeline. It was okay. based off of the refit as opposed to just the Constitution class standard. And again, the scene, like similarly with what I was talking about with the Millennium Falcon, the scenes that we get with it are incredible. Um, just the the journey into Vija in Star Trek The Motion Picture, the battle in the Matara Nebula in The Wrath of Khan, uh, the destruction over Genesis in Search for Spock, uh, which is the end of the lifetime of this this ship, and then the Enterprise A comes in, which is the re their second one of the same class. So I guess you could count that as the same ship, but which then goes on to have its own spectacular moments. Mm. Mm. It is gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, she's a beauty. And talk talk about like a lived-in environment as well. Like I think the crew is just over three hundred. Okay. So it's like a little village traveling through space. Okay. Okay, and this is an upgrade on a previous ship. You're saying? Yeah, yeah. So it was the sh- there was the ship in the TV series. And then when it came to the movie, they thought, all right, let's just make every single thing about this ship better. Okay. Mm. Well, definitely uh, externally a much bigger size than our other choice. But, Rogan, do you want to take us away with your first top pick? I don't think there is a single other ship um, that, that... is is better than my choice to be honest um not only can you uh just bounce around the space-time continuum your 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 options are quite literally limitless um you can park it quite literally anywhere and (laughs) um, although it might not necessarily blend in yeah. Uh, it doesn't take up much space, so people just seem to let it slide and just carry on walking, just giving it funny looks, you know. Honestly, um, mate, I feel like it'd cause less of a stir parked up on a random street than solo ship. So, um. <laughs> absolutely, it takes. I don't. E- I don't even think that en- the Enterprise can't actually land. It's one of those ones. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, might, might be a counter argument within itself there. Uh, carry on, Rogan. Well, um, like I love the fact that it is it it can, it can travel literally anywhere in any space of time, and only really needs one person to man it. Um, it, it yeah, it's 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 absolutely iconic. Um, it has Great. been in several films, um, albeit not quite that version of the TARDIS that we s- mm. we see on screen. Yeah, the one Wait, uh, Doctor uh, Who films. Yeah, there's been a few Doctor Who films. Really? Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm Doctor not... Who spans decades. Oh, I was going to say, I'm, only... not, I'm not too into the culture, but I... There's I'm, only I've one seen... that... Oh, sorry, what were you going to say? I've seen, I was just, I've seen some, but I'm not too into the culture, so you'll have you're to... I'm guessing this oh. is previous Doctors. Oh, well, yeah, I was going to There's only one that is officially... Classic... Well, I mean, classic... The other... Its movie appearances are in... 
TV, like movies that were aired specifically on TV. Ah, but okay. there is, so there's but there's one that has a cinematic release. Okay. So even if like so by definition it does count as well. Was if that was a problem. Yeah, and no, no, it, no, that's yeah. Um, it it adapts to whichever doctor has got it. So uh, assuming you are a, a doctor and this is your ship, it would be a really cushy environment specifically for you. Yeah. Um, it it has like loads of other abilities such as like regenerative um ab- abilities and stuff um which is kind of it's often used as a get out in scripts in in doctor who scripts for like saving the day but like that just he, only makes this ship fucking even the more powerful surprising um, amount of storage shall we say <laughs> yeah yeah um it's like huge on the inside um i just think it's fucking the 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 coolest ship like mm-hmm. um nothing quite compares to it um especially for the fantasy of you it, it you know your your limits are, en- are limitless so yeah, yeah. cool i Go will s- just just quickly about the landing thing enterprise doesn't need to land she has transporters <laughs> okay okay yeah okay you might, you might i don't have, i might, might have helped that yeah. The TARDIS doesn't need transporters. It does have them, though, funnil- funnily enough. I mean, I, I know this because I know tons of dumb shit about the TARDIS because I've watched so much Doctor Who. Ah, well, you right. may start in pretty soon so you can tell us all about that, mate. Okay. Right. Well. Go. Do- all right, well, like I say, I've seen lots of Doctor Who and I know that the TARDIS is purely transport. It's, it has limited defensive capabilities, but that gets overcome almost every single time someone attempts it. How many times have the Daleks busted up that rinky-dink telephone box? Enterprise, she's not going to let you get away with that. She'll fucking not shoot you out of space. TARDIS is unarmed. And talk about travel through time. Enterprise has traveled through time multiple times. It's just that it's illegal, so they don't do it a lot. Oh. Uh, yeah. Um... And just the TARD, yes, it has a timeless design, but it's timeless so much that police boxes don't exist today, and yet it's still one. It doesn't, it needs to catch up, even though, and its design keeps on getting changed, but it still stays as just, it's out of date. And that's your minute. Fair play. Um, I think you could hate on the TARDIS, but you've, you've done a pretty good job, mate. I'd, it hurt me to do it. <laughs> it's just I love I I love Enterprise more. That's understandable. Let, let, let's let's find out why you don't like Enterprise as much, Rogan. Your minute starts now. Um, has Enterprise never been beaten up solo? Um, oh, multiple times. Like the, there's one thing that the the TARDIS has. It can just land within the ship. Like it 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 isn't a battleship. It's for getting the doctor into places like it's that's what makes it the coolest you can literally you where you want to go is endless i can i can be on the enterprise the enterprise cannot be on the tardis um so i i don't see that as a disadvantage also uh in terms of its iconic i uh, think it is outlasted time and is now a british icon it's a capture of history which only adds to it i think everything you said before was a benefit and not a dig um and yeah 
I, I just think it's the the, the iconic uh, image, especially for for British sci-fi nerds. Good point. Good point. <sighs> this is difficult because what else, again they are very different shit. Well, they're different purposes really. Mm. Uh, transport but, versus. Uh, no, I feel like the. As Solo's mentioned, his his ships are also capable of time travel. However, they're good boys. They don't, you know. They, yeah, they, they don't. They respect the law. The do- the Doctor urges to no law but his own, mm. which I love for the, him. The though. Doctor <laughs> is a time lord, so like mm. in theory, he was part of the guys that would come after you in a Star Trek world if you did abuse the time space continuum. He, he's a rebel, though. <laughs> he is now because he's like people are no more. <laughs> Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. The Daleks did run up on the TARDIS a lot of times, but it is still standing. Why is that, Rogan? Uh, why is that so, though? Just Gallifreyan technology is very reliable. I will tell. And the Doctor has rebuilt that bastard a few times. Okay. It ha- it, it does blow. It to be f- to be fair to it, I don't think it's blown up in any movies. Okay. So if we count if we're counting movie qualities, you can say that. Okay. Okay. Whereas Enterprise, like I think I mentioned it earlier, gets destroyed over Genesis in Search for Spock. Ah, so the iconic tin box is survives destruction, but only in film. <laughs> the Genesis doesn't. Yeah. And I no, think uh, Rogan's point. Of it being iconic is is important. If you ever see a police box, you're thinking Doctor Who. Even even if you're not necessarily British, um, Doctor Who is one of our uh, amazing things that's managed to go worldwide. Uh, not saying that Star Trek isn't. Star Trek is probably the biggest biggest. It sci-fi. came the other way. It was probably the biggest. I'd argue probably the biggest sci-fi TV series ever. Um, Definitely. But what's number one? Until the Mandalorian. Not I, yet. I don't. I, I don't think the Mandalorian will stand the test of time. As I'm as only much. hunting for controversy. I'm only. Yeah, hunting for controversy. I, know, I can see you trying to wind solo. <laughs> you love the Mandalorian. I still haven't seen the Mandalorian. To be honest, it's brilliant. <sighs> it is, I've seen the three episodes. Has there been another one released in the UK uh, yet? No, not in the UK. Oh, but you've I already seen Fridays. them anyway. Aye. I mean, I mean, no, I respect the rules. <laughs> like, much like Kirk with not of going course. through time. Stay home. Protect yeah. the NHS. Save Stay aboard. Lives. Don't transport down from the Enterprise. Stay aboard. <laughs> right. I've made my decision and I'm giving it to the TARDIS. I'm only giving it to of the TARDIS. Just for it's it's iconicness and it it hasn't been destroyed properly yeah. uh that that was, was difficult to be honest i thought when they first came up um uh, i would automatically side with the tardis just because i i love the tardis and i haven't mm. actually seen solo ship um but that has definitely been the hardest hardest one to decide i think um you i yeah. think solo's got the the brilliance of knowing the doctor who the fandom just inside out to the point where he, he could actually... I don't know, you, you've made me think uh, no, less of the TARDIS. It hurt, 
it hurt me to shit on it. I like when I when I said, "Oh, it's out of date." Like I was like, "Oh, I don't I don't believe this," but I feel like I need to say it just just to say something. <laughs> if, if there's anyone that that would appreciate the its timelessness, I thought it would be you. Oh yeah, I, it does. I, I, I it's knew me that. all the way. I bet that hurt you saying that. <laughs> I bet that hurt you saying me. that. It um, did because it was a compliment. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, but I had to I had to make it sound bad. <laughs> well that that's it that's our top five then uh taking number one um doctor who's box himself the tardis well i shouldn't give it a gender time and relative dimension in space yeah. as we the doctor know. isn't a him right now no yeah. no true and even i mean to be fair i mean the tardis is has ended from what it's gone to alien planets to things we even ended up in sheffield so you know trust me it's it's been about. <laughs> I love the police box in Sheffield, even though it's like a completely different design and colour, but it's still the, like that, that Sheffield's little doctor. There's one on Buchanan... There's like the actual police box as the TARDIS appears. There's one on Buchanan Street in Glasgow. Okay. Like uh, there's... there's It's inside. It's like a sweet shop. Someone's there just snow- sells like chocolate bars and little key rings every so often. Sweet. Oh, wow. Yeah. Make that Brilliant. money. I've got a, there's a there's actually a picture of me with it when I was like five years old with my older brother with an ice cream that we bought there. <laughs> Bless. I like that. Right. Uh, just as it's our top pick, just a quick one. Who's the best doctor, Rogan? David Tennant. Who's the best doctor solo? Uh, I I reckon I'd have to go with Tennant as well. Although Trout Trout in a second just for like hilarious impot. Just, just he's hilariously reckless. <laughs> yeah, uh, Tennant just brought some grit and gravitas to. He did. Me. I also <laughs> feel Tennant had had such a great supporting cast um, alongside mm. with him. Uh, I feel like that was really the golden age of Doctor Who. Every yeah, character was, was so strong. He definitely yeah. had the best supporting cast in all of the new, like of all the new Doctors. He's had the best one. 100%. Well, guys, thank you for listening. Uh, that's our top five spacecraft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just to go through them, in number five, we have the Nostromo. The Nostromo. In number four, we have the Milano from Guardians of the Galaxy. In number three, we have the Mothership from Close Encounters of the Third yeah. Kind. In number two, we have uh, the Millennium Falcon, uh, which needs no further explanation. And in number one, uh, the most iconic British sci-fi symbol, um, the TARDIS. Mm-hmm. Love that. Love that. <coughs> Thank you all for listening. Um, yeah. Hope you're still getting through this isolation all right. Keep your chins up and we'll speak to you next time. Yeah. Good. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> yeah. And don't transport off the Enterprise. Stay home and stay isolated. Yeah, of which the TARDIS Mm. is perfect for. Oh yeah, you've yeah. If you want, if there ever was a spaceship to be isolated in, it's the TARDIS. You Uh, couldn't get bored in that motherfucker. (laughs) I just skip forward a few months and get this over with. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Without risking fear of uh, being arrested by space cops. Mm. Yeah. Temporal prime directive. Thank you we need some outro music. I, I feel like we should pick a song, <laughs> every, everyone. <laughs>
we should have picked like an iconic. S- we actually, we should have queued up both oh, the, the, doct- doctor the Doctor Who theme and the Star Trek theme, and whichever one got number one, we should, that that we should have played that at the end. Did we'll add it in post. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I won't lie to you. I won't lie to you, boys. I have that saved in my iTunes. <laughs> what, <both? laughs> yeah, of course, both. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. I don't. I think on that note we can see this one out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. To whatever theme. Well, to the Doctor Who theme. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you want to give us a rendition voice over? Or. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There we go. That was perfect. Oh.